Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Cattlecast. Today we will be speaking to Rachel Hayton, a fellow member of the board of all things mastitis and milk quality. This was never an area that I was particularly passionate about, but thankfully Rachel takes us through step by step some of the options available, whether that's Quarter Pro, Milkshore, and of course the AHDB mastitis plan. I'm Rachel Hayton, I'm a BCVA board member. Uh, I'm also a practitioner with a special interest in mastitis and milk quality and responsible medicine use. So I've been involved in Milkshore initiative, bringing it over to BCBA. I do a lot of Milkshore training of both farmers and vets. And also I've been involved in the Quarter Pro online training, which BCBA now offers. I'm also on the steering group for the mastitis control plan. So I've got an interest in that as well. So this is definitely highlighting why we've chosen you to come onto that podcast today and discuss the really varied options into how we can get involved into mastitis onto some of our herds. So I think the holdup for a lot of people is it's a massive challenge to get hold of some of the data and it be reliable, but equally what do you do when you get hold of it? So what are some of the options we've got available to us? Yeah, so I I think you're right. I think getting hold of the data is a barrier for lots of people. I think if you want to make a start on getting involved in mastitis work, you need to be confident at sort of looking at cell count data and looking at clinical mastitis data. The sort of original uh, gold standard approach, if you like, for mastitis investigations is the AHDB Dairy Mastitis Control Plan. And that's a really thorough approach and it involves looking at the data from the cell counts and the clinical mastitis putting it together with a really, really thorough risk assessment of the farm, working out where the mastitis has come from. In other words, is it contagious? Is it environmental? Is it coming from the dry period? Is it coming from lactation? And then putting that together with your observations to come up with really, really appropriate targeted advice, Uh, preferably not too many different pieces of advice uh, for them to work on and make a real difference. Um, So you said a lot of that was due to the sort of risk assessment questionnaire, roughly how long does that take to do on farm? I mean, this is for vets who are or, or advisors who are qualified control plan deliverers. So you already need to do like a two-day course to qualify, really well worthwhile. And the e-plan contains these questionnaires. I forget how many questions it is now, but it's in the order of about 370. So you can imagine it takes a few hours to work through, but it's really, really thorough so you know you won't be missing anything out and you know you're going to get to the bottom of what's going on on that farm regarding mastitis. Yeah, so it is it is the gold-plated option, but it is also the best option for, for sorting out mastitis. Yeah, so I haven't personally done one of these because I'm not uh, fully trained, but I have been around farms where I've been the lead vet, but somebody else in the practice has been. And it's really enlightening to to see that the length and depth that some of these questions go into and some areas that you wouldn't really even you start questioning about. So it's definitely the in-depth option. Is there anything lighter that vets could dip in and out of easier? Once you're a planned deliverer, actually, I think you apply that approach whenever you do mastitis work. So I would apply that approach in my head quite often, even when I'm not doing a full plan. I think that was recognised quite early on that the fact that it's so thorough was a bit of a barrier. And so the uptake was a bit disappointing, even though there was a really good evidence base to show that it works and it does reduce mastitis on farm. So the response to that was to produce Quarter Pro which is sort of seen as an entry-level mastitis control plan. 
Quarterpose has, there's a pattern analysis tool, which is can be downloaded free from the AHDB website. And the pattern analysis tool will take the cell count data and take the clinical mastitis data and sort of provide the diagnosis, if you like, of whether or not it's contagious and environmental, whether or not it's coming from the dry period or from lactation. It'll also give you an inkling of whether the heifers are contributing, whether there's seasonality or whether there's recurrence. That certainly helps with identifying the pattern of mastitis, which helps to point you in the right direction of what sorts of things to look at. Then there's also a lot of resources on the AHDB website. So if you've decided that there's a contagious problem, there's a booklet all about contagious mastitis, and it'll point you in the right direction for the sorts of things to be thinking about. So that's a sort of abbreviated, light, simpler approach, if you like, but really helpful as an entry level for getting people started. And then if it's a serious problem and that's not sufficient and it's not getting on top of it, you can still direct people to carry out the mastitis control plan. So if we're thinking that the the call to pro was the option that you think was either suitable for this farmer just to do sort of little and often and to see how the mastitis problem is changing or if hopefully we're getting on top of it, how do vets go about accessing that or getting training to use that? So BCVA is now hosting online training for Quarter Pro, and it's about four hours worth of really high quality CPD on the topic of mastitis. So it's got the background, um, it's got the, the background to making that diagnosis, the research that's gone into both the mastitis control plan and Quarter Pro, and then it's a how-to guide, how to use Quarter Pro. And you made a very good point there, which is that it's really important to come back and review these things. So the whole point of Quarter Pro, that's where the quarter comes from in the title is that it, there's a quarterly review that goes on so you need to go back and have a look and see whether the advice that's been given previously has been taken up and acted on and whether or not it's successful whether or not the pattern has changed so using the quarter is that through an ahdb initiative as well to get those useful resources you were mentioning Yes, so AHDB hosts the pattern analysis tool and the resources, and they're all free to access. So using Quarterpro is totally free. Um, The CPD does cost, but it's £10 to a BCVA member, and it's £55 to a non-member. It's also available to non-vets, advisors who are giving advice on mastitis on farm. It really does enhance your ability to use these resources and give mastitis advice. So I think it's a really helpful piece of CPD. Okay, I think that's a useful way of getting your sort of hands on the mastitis problem on farm, whether you go for the in-depth option, which might be sort of an internal referral if you're in a bigger practice or maybe investing, you know, two or three days worth of CPD and going down that route. Whereas maybe just to see if mastitis is your thing and to trial it on some farms and that the quarter pro might be the way into it. Um, just to see how you feel with the, the data analysis. But that uh, pattern tool sounds really helpful because I think that's the bit that puts a lot of people off. Yeah, I think just there are far more vets should be getting stuck into mastitis work. I think it's really satisfying. I think there's a lot, there's a lot to be gained. There's a lot of farmers who would really appreciate the help out there. Both if you're a mastitis control plan deliverer or if you're a quarter pro accredited advisor, there's an interactive map. So you'll get included on the map. So if someone's looking for an advisor, they'll find you on that map, which again is quite a useful thing. 
And I guess it, it does come down to the holistic One Health view of medicine use moving forward. It is one of the areas we've targeted to try and lower our medicines use, which does bring us on to the medicine training and one of the other things that's recently been brought to BCVA, which is the Milkshore. I wondered if you could tell us a bit more about that aspect. Yeah, so just over a year ago now, BCVA took on the Milkshore administration. So prior to that, it had been set up and run by Owen Atkinson at Dairy Veterinary Consultancy. And we've changed the model slightly in that previously the farmer registered for Milkshore and still obviously the the training was delivered by the vet, but the admin was done at the farm level. Well, obviously BCVA deals with cattle vets, not direct with farmers. So we've changed the admin. So the vets must uh, register their clients and carry out the training and basically issue the certificate as well. So it's the vet that's actually accrediting the farms. And we are running the, the Milkshore training for vets. And from January 2022, only Milkshore registered vets. So only vets who've carried out the Milkshore for vets training are going to be allowed to train up their farmers and give out Milkshore accreditation to their clients. So what's involved in the the Milkshore course or the, the training on farm that's useful? So Milkshore is all about medicine residue avoidance in milk. So obviously there's a focus on on antibiotics, but it's actually about any medicine. And it goes through basically the, the reasons, possible reasons for bulk tank failures. It goes through the testing, it goes through the the legal requirements for responsible medicine use. And then the part one is basically the technical essentials. It teaches the the theory. And then part two, that actually goes out on farm and carries out a sort of one-to-one risk assessment for that farm in order to lower the risk of residue failure happening in future. And is that advice to be repeated or is that a one-off when hopefully you've got a protocol in place, then you're sort of done and ticked? Different farm assurance schemes and different milk buyers have different requirements for this, but we really see it as being an annual accreditation. So there's Milkshore top up that can be done every year. All that's needed is to repeat the part two, which is the individual farm assessment. If there's not been a a bulk milk failure and everything is just tickety-boo, there's no reason why that needs to take that long. It involves a sort of medicine covered check, Just check that the health plan has got everything appropriate in regarding medicine protocols, just checking sort of milking procedures and dry cow procedures. But yeah, we definitely see Milkshore accreditation as being a continuous process that gets renewed every year. And is that quite important to share with the whole milking team or do you often do that as a sort of tag on to the herd health plan, which is more of a sit down thing? Where where do you think it works best for farmers to, to engage with it? I think that's up to the vet that's delivering the training. I personally think it's quite a lot to do a herd health plan review and then add Milkshore on the end. So I quite like to do it separately, but I think it goes really, really well with reviewing treatment protocols. So when you're reviewing treatment protocols in the health plan, that sits beautifully with Milkshore because it's all about how those medicines are being used and are they being used correctly and do the protocols need revising. No, I think that is one of the failures if we see a head health plan as equally a once a year thing and it's such a massive area to cover that I think anyone by the end of two hours would be fed up of it, let alone trying to tag extra bits on. 
Yeah, I think you can really get health planning fatigue, can't you? But actually, this stuff is quite important and it's really useful if it's done properly so that the farmer can see the relevance and the benefit. And also part of the Milkshore reaccreditation is just assessing the training needs on farm as well. So you only really need one person to have done the part one, you know, the, the theory, the technical essentials. But actually, everybody administering medicines on that farm should be confident about how to avoid residues in milk and understand the law. So the top up gives a chance to review the training needs and decide whether or not somebody else on the farm would benefit on that part one course. Which I guess comes to one of the grey areas around the milk drawer is does it count as a medicines course or should there be one as well as that? Um, I wonder if you could try and enlighten that area. So Red Tractor Farm Assurance requires that somebody on the farm responsible for administering medicines has done either a safe use of medicines course, which could be a vet practice one course, or it could be the NOAA medicine best practice course, or the Milkshore course. I mean, my personal view is that both are really, really useful. So I would always recommend that farmers carry out both sorts of training because they're subtly different. There are many things in common, but they're really looking at different aspects. I think that's been a really useful overview of the mastitis, how in-depth you want to to go into these problems, um, and then equally some of the training that can come off of them with the the Milkshore and the medicines training courses. Yeah, it's, it's quite a big topic, isn't it? And it's definitely very, very topical at the moment. So I think people can feel a little bit overwhelmed by all the different requirements, but hopefully we simplified it a little bit. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cattlecast on all things about milk quality and mastitis. As ever, if you have any comments or further questions, please let us know either via the office, via email or phone call, or of course, by any of our social media platforms. Hopefully you have enjoyed listening and look forward to hearing again soon.